0: What a non toxic, a hanging chair, and a baby nursery all have in common? Go grab your cup of coffee and join me at the table with Deborah Damari, and I'll tell you what it's all about. You're listening to Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Designing a new home to be your family's sanctuary can feel impossible during the stress of moving. In this podcast, interior designer Jill Kalman shares practical advice, design wisdom, and lifestyle tips for anyone moving to a new home. You'll learn all about the psychology of a well designed home and how to survive the move and thrive in your new life. Say goodbye to overwhelm and hello to a home you love to come back to every single time. Here's your host, Jill Kalman. Please welcome to the podcast with me today, Deborah Damari of Deborah Damari Design. Today, we're going to be talking about non toxic and the chemical free home. Deborah is a renowned interior design consultant, author, educator, and pioneer of the ethical wellness design movement. She's been executing beautiful living and sensory environments that contribute to the mental and physical health and well being of people and the protection of animals and the planet for nearly 20 years. Her company, Damari Design, is the only 100% cruelty free design consulting firm specializing in the creation of organic, optimal spaces and sourcing vegan textiles and sustainable furniture that bear zero to low toxins. Deborah also heads Vegan Design Org, where she educates consumers and designers about humane and healthy design through virtual courses, a blog, and a full online shop of cruelty-free vegan and low-toxin furniture, decor, and curated spaces. So welcome, Deborah, with me today. I thought this was an interesting topic. You hear about a lot of people going vegan in their diet. You can go vegan in your home. And like anything else, there's a balance on a wide range of a spectrum. So even in your diet, if you don't go completely vegan, maybe you're cutting things back to be healthier. We're going to talk about the same thing going on in your home. So welcome me today with Deborah, and here we go. Hi, Deborah, Thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much.
0: I'm glad you're here and we have so much to talk about and I think it's such an important subject and I think that it's a subject that, you know, you can teach us more about because there's a lot to know and a lot of technical stuff. So give a brief introduction to what you do and then we're going to get kind of into the specifics.
1: You got it. So, I have been designing now for about 20 years. And I'm a mom. I have four kids. They're all mm-hmm. grown at this point, young adults. Yeah. And I was a traditional designer for a majority of my career, and about five years ago, I went completely non-animal-based, cruelty-free, vegan, whichever term works for you, Mm -hmm. in my business. And I did that for ethical reasons. My family and I are are true animal lovers. I'm on the board of Farm Sanctuary. I'm very involved with PETA, with Catskill Sanctuary, you name it, we're involved. And I always say, you have to be ready for change. Yeah, I guess I I had to know deep down inside that when I was offering a leather sofa or a wool rug that it originated from an animal. But I guess once you see the dark side, it's kind of hard to go back. And one day I saw a video on dog leather. From that day forward, I became completely cruelty free in my company. And an interesting thing happened because I had entered a rabbit hole, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. And it turned into not only focusing on saving animals and the desperate workers in these countries where these animals are slaughtered and raised, but it turned into chemicals and health. And I realized that there is no such thing as an animal-based product like a leather or wool or silk that is not laden with chemicals. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that is how I really began my path of becoming this, I guess I'm now the expert in this, but I, it really was just out of constantly peeling a layer of the onion and learning more. And so I focus on designing spaces for clients, you know, residentially and commercially that are sensory,
0: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: they're focused on optimal mental and physical development. They are non-animal based. And they are as low in chemicals as possible.
0: Yeah. And that's what I want to focus on Say When you and I had our conversation, it's like, we really want to talk about non-toxic. And what's counterintuitive to me is that, you know, if you are someone who uses wool, let's say, you feel like cotton, wool, well, they're natural fibers. So you automatically assume that's non-toxic. But like you just said, everything is treated.
1: Yes. Everything is treated.
0: And that's where it falls apart. So even if whether you're somebody who doesn't want to use animal products or you feel like, well, using something like wool is natural, you have to understand that there's toxicity to it, right?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. Wool is extremely toxic because it's soaked in pesticides.
0: Yeah. Which again, to me, it's so counterintuitive because you think, well, use wool, right? It's natural. So let's talk about that. So let's talk about Because you think about that and you're like, well, what's non toxic then? Nothing. (laughs) So, what are some non toxic materials and products? You know, what does that mean? And then let's talk about there's a lot of misnomers in the marketplace because it's easy to assume once something is labeled as something, we go, oh, well, then that's safe or that's non toxic. So, break that down for us because, you know, even for me, I've been designing for a long time and been, you know, using a lot of textile for clients and whatever. I don't know all the technicalities of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because to this day I'm still learning because it's as I said I've entered this rabbit hole. Yeah, and so let's just start with wool for example.
0: Yeah, you no, know,
1: I see that responsible wool logo stamped on every darn thing, and I just want to scream. Okay, there is no such thing as responsible wool. It does not exist. Anything that comes from an animal, there's no way to preserve it without soaking it in chemicals. Think of when you have a cut and the scab comes off. That's yeah. the dead skin. Yeah. So think about that. For any animal based product, it is going to be soaked in chemicals. That's the only way to keep it from disintegrating.
0: Is it also a way of like sterilizing, for lack of a better word? Sterilizing
1: it, yes, and disintegrating. You know, you just have to treat it with as many things. Yes, pesticides. Why are pesticides in these things? Because then there's going to be bugs crawling out all over. Meanwhile, down, there's still bugs because down are feathers and there are still little bugs inside. The down feathers inside your pillows. Yeah. So when Yikes. they, um, I read, and uh, this always sticks with me that when they discovered the Titanic, it had been underwater for 75 years. Yeah. And I just, you know, how certain facts just stick with you and they're like, oh my God. Yeah. One of the few remaining items that were still intact after 75 years in the ocean were the leather products. Mm. So if that doesn't show you how many chemicals are in animal based products, so wow. you have wool, you have silk, you have leather, you have down, you have fur. Yeah. Stay away from them. Soaked, soaked in chemicals. Even Let's say you don't care about animals. Yeah. Just for your own health, for your family's health, stay away. Because those chemicals don't just disappear. They stay inside the fabric. There are over 80,000 chemicals that are legal to use in the textile industry. And less than 1% of them have been tested.
0: Oh, wow. And so even something that says like naturally dyed. So it the dye happened. might be natural, but like you're saying that fiber has to be treated prior to dyeing, right? Yes,
1: of course. Well, it's, it's like anything. It's, it's like when you buy an organic cotton sheet that yeah. has, has printed designs on it. Yeah. Well, guess what? The sheet could be organic and we can go into detail on that as well, just how organic it is. Organic doesn't mean chemical free also. Okay. And the hm. dye can be pure chemicals. 'Cause they're saying the sheet is organic. It's oh, interesting. Which means you're you're misleading the consumer to make them think that they're buying something that is good for the world and good for people. And that's what greenwashing is. You're misleading people yeah. to the truth. You're using their ignorance and their, you know, their innocence to sell a product.
0: Well, you can easily make an assumption, you know, and you and I were talking about yes. that. It happens in food a lot. Yes. A lot, a lot, a lot. You know, and I cook a lot and I know a lot about food and I still get thrown by something where I thought it was one thing. And then when you look at the ingredients, you're like,
1: not so much. Right. And not even just saying oatmeal is gluten-free. Of course, it's gluten-free. It's oatmeal. But a lot of people don't know that because now gluten-free is the hot topic. Right. So staying away from animal-based products is a really great way to just, it's easy to think about. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's great. So now what's also great? If there's a perfect fabric in this world, it would be a GOTS certified organic cotton. Mm. What's GOTS certification? GOTS stands for the Global Organic Textile Standard. Mm-hmm. It's the granddaddy of the certifications. It's the first thing we look for when we're seeking materials and fabrics and products. Mm-hmm. It's more of a coveted label because it's a hard one. It's very strict. The guidelines mm-hmm. are very strict. Mm-hmm. But in a GOTS certification, it's as low in chemicals as you're going to get. Yeah. And if it's an organic, cotton that is God certified to me that's a great great fabric cotton seems like it would be yeah yeah although cotton for the environment is is not so wonderful on the environment because it takes a tremendous amount of water yeah then you have hemp's then you Mm -hmm. have linens Mm -hmm. God certified linens cottons hemp's those are wonderful is jute good jute is good as well Mm -hmm. now jute of course it's like anything there's no free lunch and I and I always I'll, I'll tell people you know It's like buying sheets for people on mattresses. I say, this is where I'd like you to spend your money. Mm -hmm. Because look at it this way. You're going to be sleeping or you're going to be surrounding yourself in an environment that's healthier and cleaner. And hopefully that will not send you to the doctor as much, which we know is a lot more expensive. So if you have to buy a really good set of sheets every two years instead of, you know, instead of every four or five years, but it's keeping you healthier, that's the give and take. So something like Jute, which is very clean. And very natural, as long as it's not treated, which most of yeah. the time it isn't, is very porous. Right. And it can be rough. But there are ways, there are, there are many, many ways to create a wonderful environment that can meet almost all of the needs. But you do have to understand that because they're clean, it's just like when you buy fruit that's completely without pesticides and organic, mm-hmm. it rots quicker, right? Of course. So it's the same thing with furniture and materials.
0: So for rugs, for example, what would you recommend for a material? Because, you know, rugs can be very toxic. Even sometimes those rubber backings are like, uh, that's a whole other conversation probably. But for a rug, what would you recommend in an interior that would be good?
1: Well, you know, with rugs, it's tough because first of all, most rugs have flame retardants on them. So so a wool rug, forget, because now you have the pesticides and the flame retardants, silk pesticides and the flame retardants. Right. And also for anyone with sensory issues, I would never recommend a wool because it's very gamey smelling. Yeah. And people with sensory issues are much more uh, typically their their sense of smell is much more exacerbated than a sure. neurotypical. So of course an organic cotton rug would be ideal. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I would I would go with the nylon, even though though that's chemical based, to me it's still better than a wool.
0: Really? Yeah. Interesting. I would have thought that would have been much more toxic. No,
1: because they're both very, very toxic. Interesting. extremely toxic. I mean, they're both very toxic, but at least- You're helping with the animals. Well, you're helping with the animals. And then also you have to think about when anything is made with an animal, those animals are being raised in thousands of acres and they're giving off methane gas and they're polluting the waters. Oh, so it's like, yeah, there's so many factors involved. Right, so at least with this, there's a little bit a little bit less factors. It's kind of six of one, a half a dozen of the other. Yeah. But they've done research and statistics and have shown that still animal-based products still are much more disastrous for the environment than non.
0: Yeah. So what's amazing is I do feel like everywhere we turn there's toxicity, which is everywhere. Eating, whatever, living. So basically people should be, I guess as far as misnomers, people should just the best way to tell people is maybe just do your research. So if something says organic or says this. Maybe it is, but you better do a little research to make sure type of thing. Is
1: that what you would suggest? I always say education is power. Mm -hmm. Then you have the tools and you're armed with making the right decisions. Education is power. Yeah. And, you know, you can always go, not to tout the site, but if you go to vegandesign.org, we have so much information on their resources, tip sheets, articles, and you can always email us. We get emails every day from people and we love it because we know that they really are concerned about their health. And they're concerned about the environment or they're concerned about animals, whichever one it is, or all of the above. Great. You have to be. And remember, most salespeople know nothing about these things. Right. So you I know. Really have to, you really have to look. What is that responsible wool tag? Well, it's bogus. It's complete bogus if you look into it. Yeah. So you, you have to be smart.
0: Well, that's like I remember the term green, and it still does, but it really burst and got thrown yeah. around in the industry for everything, yes, and people said, well, you have you have to really look at that. it's not green in fact, that reminds me too that bamboo was like a big thing, but yes. then bamboo, I don't know if that's really great to use because then weren't they cutting down too many trees or something? I don't
1: remember, but well, with bamboo, I mean bamboo was okay, but sometimes. Sometimes it's treated and you have to make sure... Bamboo, though, apparently grows three feet a day and it's a very sustainable product and it uses very little water. Right. However, it's very hard to just have something that's completely bamboo. So a lot of times you'll see bamboo mixed with something else. Yeah, it's
0: usually woven. Yeah.
1: Right. So (laughs) then again, so what are you you mixing it with? That's what you have to look at.
0: Right. But I've actually seen bamboo and nylon woven together in rugs. It's actually quite nice and it's durable.
1: Yes. We use... For our business, we use mostly organic cottons, of course, are number one. And then secondly, we will use nylons because they're soft. Yeah. They're inexpensive. The only thing you don't have with nylons is you don't have that array of all those rich patterns and colors. If you do, they're really ugly, quite honestly. So yeah, we typically go with just a neutral, or just solid colors with a little bit of uh, movement. You know, sometimes it has some movement in it, some chevron patterns, And then we'll bring our color in in all other areas. So it's just a way of shifting how you're approaching the room.
0: Yeah, no, it's a lot to think about. So I'll just let the audience know. So you have a specialty with nurseries, but right before we talk about that, we're going to talk about hanging chairs because, and at the end we'll we'll let people know where to find you on, you know, website and Instagram, mm-hmm. but you've done a lot of things about hanging chairs and this would apply to the nursery, but it also applies to, I think, adults and anywhere in the home. So I want to talk about, benefits of a hanging chair and in all the different spaces and for all ages. And then we're going to get into the nursery. And that is such an important place to be non-toxic.
1: Right. Well, I love hanging chairs. Mm -hmm. I mean, I will put one in every room if I'm allowed. I just (laughs) love them. I just, because first of all, I always say when you walk into a space and you see a hanging chair, it like brings out the child in us and we just, we are just naturally drawn to it and it just makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason why it makes you feel good because it's extremely sensory and mm-hmm. our body craves motion. Mm-hmm. So whether you are an infant and your mother rocking in her rocking chair or in a hanging chair, same feel, mm-hmm. or an elderly person
0: mm-hmm.
1: or a toddler or a child or adult in the spectrum of autism or with ADHD or OCD or any sort of depression, it's really like, the it's not a cure-all, but it's a wonderful a piece of furniture to have in any space because the rocking motion is very, very calming. Mm-hmm. It's very calming physically and it's very calming mentally. Mm. It's a wonderful place to meditate. You know, oh. nowadays, which I think is terrific, they're teaching young children to meditate. Mm-hmm. So if you have a fidgety four-year-old, how are you going to get him or her to sit on a little floor cushion for, for 15 minutes? Right. You put them in a rocking chair.
0: So smart because then there's like motion, but it's calming motion. It's not like hyperactive in any way. Yeah.
1: Yes. And I related to it. It's like when you have a child with sensory issues or an adult, sometimes concentration is very difficult for them Mm -hmm. because they become hyper-focused on something. For example, they'll have a little itch on their arm and they'll they'll focus on that itch instead of focusing on what they're reading. Yeah. Now, if you give them something like a squish ball to squeeze Mm -hmm. while they're reading, that will help take the attention off of the, the scratching. It's the Interesting. same thing with a hanging chair. It draws the attention away from the immediate physical body. Yep. And it allows the person to focus more, which brings also the endorphins and the joyful feelings and the good, calming, happy thoughts. So to me, a hanging chair is like magic, really. I just I just love it. I love putting them in offices. Yeah, I put them in, as I said, in any corner I can put them in. I have two in my home.
0: People love them, I will yes. say. People ask me a lot for them and not just in kids rooms like people yes. if they can if they have room in their family room they want to add one. And I mean, I did an episode with somebody about neuroarchitecture and just how our brain responds to our environment because the psychology home is a big thing for me and one thing that came up was that we are also more attracted to things that are curved yes. in furniture versus straight line and it goes back to primitive times where things with edges were considered a threat. So it's interesting. And I think that feeling emotion is primitive. It's a primitive need that we have from being in the womb,
1: you know? Yes. Yes. It's caving, you know, it's in the the caveman, it's biophilia. You know, we like to be, you know, we were in caves, we were protected by the back of the cave and we had the opening to look out for, for danger. So think about a hanging chair in the same way. You're protected in the back, you're cocooned, but yet you can see in the front
0: right? It's interesting because I think even if you don't have sensory issues per se, mm. just as a stress reliever, just any one of us sitting in that chair is going to benefit so greatly from that motion, that curve, that openness in front of us. I mean, it's really pretty cool if you think about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, that's why I say I think it's like a magical piece of furniture.
0: But for sensory, like you just mentioned, for any children with sensory issues, I think that's it's such a nice thing to do without... That's like a non-medication thing that brings a lot of benefit, you know? That's that's really nice.
1: Yes, yes it is. It's wonderful. It's a really wonderful thing.
0: Yeah. My accessory course has finally launched. It is here. So to grab it, you can go to my website and click on course or if you go to my Instagram page, click the link in bio. That's right. I'm bringing it to you because over the last several years, it has been one of the top requested things that I get asked. And it just so happens it's what I'm really passionate about and what I've always loved to do. I always felt like your home wasn't fully dressed until I brought in that last layer and I loved doing it. And I love styling for my photo shoots. And most of the time I bring in all the accessories and get everything styled for a photo shoot, guess what? The client wants to keep it all. Well, I'm gonna show you my secrets, my tips, my tricks. It's gonna be in a really simple video course broken up into modules that are gonna be easy for you to get resources, solutions, and really quick wins at an affordable price, all with direction from me. So you can have your home looking like those sitting in a magazine or how I set them up for photo shoots really easily. I'm super excited. So if you're scratching your head about what to put on your coffee table, what to put on your mantle, how to arrange it, what to put in your bookcases, you're going to want to go click that link in bio and get this course at a very affordable price. I hope to see you there. So let's get into the nursery because this is obviously a place where we really want to think about chemical-free, where it's so important. And one thing in particular you talk about too is the mattress. So we'll talk about the mattress and other things in the nursery. And that's, that's a big thing for our audience because a lot of or most of this audience is young families and they're starting their family, they're growing their family and there's a lot of babies in the house. (laughs) So let's talk about it.
1: The nursery, well, I think you have to look at the nursery this way. The average adult spends a third of their life in their bedroom. Mm. Babies can sleep 12 to 16 to 18 hours a day. Yeah. So they are in their crib a lot. Yeah. Crib mattresses are probably the most important product you can buy for your nursery. I believe, that's what I believe. Because talk about greenwashing again, there are so many crib mattresses that are made from foam, which is pure toxin, pure off-gassing. There is, just disregard the CERDI Pure Certified Foam. Mm -hmm. It's the toxins, there's still a lot of off-gassing, meaning that the chemicals that are within that foam or any other product that off-gasses the fumes, the chemicals are still coming off of that material. yeah. And they don't dissipate. It takes years and years and years if they do, kind of like paint. When I was a kid, I remember when we used to paint a room, you weren't allowed to go in the room for a couple of days until the, the smell went away. I remember we, that. right? Yeah. Well, just because the smell goes away doesn't mean that the, the VOCs of the volatile organic compounds are going away. They stay on for years and years and years. Yeah, it
0: takes So that's anything like petroleum-based, really, right? Yeah, exactly. petroleum-based,
1: yeah. Yeah, like everything has. You know, the VOCs are in everything. Yeah. And so for your mattress, you have to think about a mattress. First of all, latex mattresses are legal to sell for infants, which is insane. Wow. And I just can't believe they're legal because latex, think about balloons. Oh, God. people are allergic to latex. Yeah, I am. I'm one of them. Mm -hmm. Latex gloves, latex bandages, Right. Yeah. You don't know if an infant is allergic to latex. So yeah. why are you going to put them in one? God forbid they could die. Yeah. A fragile infant could die, but yet they're legal to sell. So even if it says organic latex, again, great greenwashing for a crib mattress. I was gonna say you know,
0: you're such a thing?
1: <laughs> yeah, there is. Because organic latex is fine for adults because that is made from the rubber tree. Oh. So organic latex is fine for adults. If it just says latex, just run from it. Mm. But for a baby, you want an organic cotton mattress. You okay. want to make sure also that it's water repellent, but it's naturally made with a material that's water repellent, that it's made from vegetables or something like a naturopedic mattress. I tout naturopedic a lot Yeah, because they're one of my favorite lines.
0: I we'll love put that in the
1: show notes for people. Yeah, And we also have in the, when they take the course, we have a whole bunch of coupons and naturopedic is one of them.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. We're going to get into that in a minute. So that's good to know. We'll put their website in the show notes for everybody. Yeah.
1: I love a mattress like a naturopedic because they've taken so much time and thought in creating all their mattresses, especially the ones for babies. So the mattresses are not made with latex. You can get them waterproofed and they're safe because your baby is inhaling. Your baby has its nose pressed up against that, that mattress. Yeah, I know. You're inhaling all the fumes. So if there's if there's wetness, which we know babies have a lot of goop coming out of them, yes, yeah. right? <laughs> yes, and it becomes wet and moldy, you're mm-hmm. inhaling that. That's it's, toxic. Yeah. Wow. So you really have to think about your mattress. It's very, very important, and that goes along then with your bedding. Again, the printed sheets. Make sure they're GOTS certified. Printed sheets.
0: That's amazing. Anything else in the nursery that people should be aware of? The mattress is obviously center point for sure. Anything else, ancillary? I mean, we've talked about rugs. Anything else in the nursery you should keep in mind?
1: Yes, the paint. Definitely Mm -hmm. the paint. You want to buy paint that has low VOCs, volatile organic compounds. Mm -hmm. So there are paints I I tout also Farron Ball. I like that company a lot because they're very, very non-toxic and clean.
0: Yeah, they are really good.
1: You also yeah. have lime paints, which are becoming really popular, which are great. They're beautiful, but you'll see in Europe and they're completely non-toxic.
0: Oh, and that's it's very, amazing.
1: It's a very interesting look. It's a little bit of a different way to apply it. Your average painter will say, huh? But you know, you just have to show me a YouTube video or so, but it's a beautiful look. It's a very It's got movement. Just think of like old Europe. Yeah. Would wallpaper be a bad idea? I bet it wallpaper would. It's <laughs> fine as long okay. as it doesn't contain microplastics and there are okay. ones that don't. Okay. You know, now let's say you're renting an apartment Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: you have paint on the walls already. There is a product, I always forget the name of it, I'll I'll send it to you after, that you can apply. It's like a primer and it's non-toxic and it kind of seals the walls a bit. So that's what you want to do if if you have no option. I would Because sometimes they say scraping off the paint, but then sometimes scraping off the paint can create more toxins because you're kind of stirring it up.
0: Yes, I've heard that. I heard it's better to just seal it, like you said. And there is a product. So yeah, we'll put that in the show notes because I have heard of that as well. I think even some of my painters will use it.
1: Terrific. Yeah. So you have the paint, which is very important, the mattress, which is very important. And of course, the furniture, mm-hmm. you want to try to make sure that it's certified as well, that mm-hmm. it's non-toxic. And mm-hmm. it's very hard to get furniture that's completely non-toxic unless it's it's custom and, and handmade. You know? I was
0: going to say it must be hard... And even if it is handmade, even when you buy certain woods, is there a treatment on there I would be unaware of? Is there are they chemically treated or Yeah,
1: it's really hard. I mean, most wood furniture is just treated. It's it's mm. really hard to find things that are not treated.
0: Yeah. I'll be mm-hmm. honest
1: with you. I mean, you really have to make it's a whole different way of life, you know.
0: Yes. But when we talk about non-toxic too, would you say that there's almost you can't get zero chemical free. So is there a certain percentage almost that we, we have to tolerate and probably can tolerate and be healthy without, you know what I'm trying to say? Like,
1: yeah, I say just, you know, I say just, just even by listening to this, you're doing better than most. Yes. So just think about as clean as possible and, and read those labels. You must read those labels
0: yeah. It's and, about cutting it all back. And, you know, yeah, as much. Yeah. just like within food, like I talked to you about, cause I cook and whatever. And it's not until I really sit down and examine those labels and go, well, I know that ingredient is really not good at all. <laughs> and the, the box made me think, oh, this is a healthy snack. And it really wasn't,
1: you know? Right. Well, it's like I say, with the mattresses, they box them, they do great packaging on these mattresses. And you think, oh my God, this mattress is awesome. It's so clean. It's so healthy. And it's just great marketing.
0: Yeah, it's that buyer beware, right?
1: <laughs> yes, yes, for sure, for sure.
0: So let's get into sensory issues in autism, which we touched on a little with the hanging chair, but designing a space for kids with autism and other sensory issues because, you know, now it's diagnosed more accurately and more frequently, right? And a lot of families are dealing with this. And so how does our environment play into that? And how can we help out with someone who's experiencing that?
1: Well, I think it's like almost in tangent with what we're speaking about. For a child or adult with autism and the spectrum of autism, many of them have this chaos going on in their head. Right? Yeah. They just have this chaos. So as parents or caregivers, we want to try to create an environment that is not chaos. We all seek the same things. I always say just someone in the spectrum of autism is just more heightened. Yeah. Their needs are very similar to ours, just more heightened. Such a good point, you know? So, and I think that many of us, many people that when they design spaces, or if you hire a professional, they, they try to put a square peg in a round hole, you know? Yeah. And I think because I've never had formal training, my business just kind of started 20 years ago. I approach things very differently and I approach things very sensory mm-hmm. and I approach things as a mother. Great, <laughs> right. Me too. And, yeah. And then, you know, I guess I have nice taste, you know? So, so I kind of Approach something like that, like for a child or adult with autism, working from inside out.
0: Yeah. So, so if I
1: have a child that has a very chaotic mind and needs calming. Yeah. Well, the colors that I choose are going to be very specific. I'm going to try to stick with a lot of biophilia in my design, meaning bringing nature in. Yeah. So perhaps I'll be using some very soft greens, very mm-hmm. soft mm-hmm. solids. I'm not going to use busy wallpapers. Yeah. Clearly, everything is as non-toxic as possible, nothing animal-based because there's sense of smell. So the smell of leather can be nauseating for a child with, sure. with sensory issues. Yeah. Things are low to the ground for mm-hmm. safety and also just for that visual effect of, of cleanliness. Yeah. So I read also that people on the spectrum of autism, when they see someone's face, they look at the outer portion of the face. They don't really notice the eyes, the nose, and the mouth. They notice more the outer part of the face and the ears.
0: Like the shape.
1: The shape almost. and just the outside, the perimeter. Yes. And so translating that into designing, let's say you, you have a, a space for a child. Yeah. And let's say you're designing the room from raw construction. Mm-hmm. You're better off doing large open windows than several small windows. Because yeah. that can be disturbing to them. That so, makes so
0: much sense. Right?
1: And light, you want there to be the light. You don't want that direct sunlight coming in because that can be bothersome to them, that kind of harsh, anything harsh. Yes. Think of it as being difficult. Yep. Anything harsh. So when that harsh sun comes in, you want to have solar shades just to make the room much more soft and muted.
0: Yeah. Those you solar your... shades are great. Yeah.
1: Yes, they're wonderful. And you can get them in all different percentages. Yeah. Now with lighting, the same thing you never, for again, these are all things for typical people as well. Yeah. You never want to put fluorescent in a space where you're working or sleeping.
0: Do you know I can't deal with fluorescent? Like it also just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't evoke a good feeling. I can't explain it.
1: Well, it's the noise. There's that subliminal noise. Yeah. And it's very disturbing to our sensory system. Yeah. And that's why there's so much sickness in offices and things like that when and people are very tired and lethargic yeah. and cranky. It's
0: not uplifting at all. Like no. I almost find it a little depressing to be honest. It is. It's yeah.
1: depressing and it's dark and it's dank. And so you want to have light that is somehow like something with a shade over it Mm -hmm. It would be lovely because then again, it's not harsh. Yeah. I also say you want to have switches in the room because everyone wants to feel independent. Yeah. So something as simple as a child flicking the light on gives them a feeling of independence.
0: That's great. Yeah.
1: You also want to create a space, you know, this is all if you can, that is that relieves anxiety. And all these things that I'm mentioning are relieving anxiety. Because yeah, so
0: like not cluttered and organized cluttered, or probably, right.
1: Yeah, you know, bean bags, things that are cocooning and relieve anxiety. Because if you're feeling anxiety, you're not allowing yourself to relax and you're not allowing yourself to focus. It's just kind of you're like spiraling.
0: Yeah, like you can't think. Yeah.
1: You can't think. When <laughs> you feel anxious, you're like, huh? you can't think. You don't know what to do. You can't make the decisions. So you want to create a space that relieves anxiety. And for every child that's different.
0: It makes so much sense. And I love how you put it because all the things you're talking about are a room any one of us would walk into and feel comfort and at ease. And just knowing that, you know, with autism, it's the same need. It's just that, like you said, it's just more pronounced.
1: Yes, it's more pronounced. We all seek an uncluttered space, a cluttered space, a cluttered mind. Yeah. So even in the design of the space, make it symmetrical Mm -hmm. because it's proven that people in the spectrum of autism they crave order because their yeah. brain is in disorder you know right. so they cra- that's why legos are so popular with anyone with sensory issues because of the order to it you know there's a piece that fits in this and that's why there's legos even has a uh, they have a whole club for people with autism because it's so popular in the community of autism
0: that's so fantastic yeah, but so- that's such a good way to look at the space
1: right i try to put legos somewhere in the house for anyone who has a child or adult with in the spectrum or any mm-hmm. kind of sensory issue or OCD mm-hmm. because yeah. it's very calming to do Legos.
0: Yeah. No, it is. I mean, completely. That mm-hmm. makes so much sense. I really love that. Those are such amazing tips. So now let's get into, you actually have a course um, for the nursery, which I would love you to give an overview of to everybody. There will be a coupon if anyone's interested in it. The course link will be in the show notes and there's going to be a coupon code if you decide to enroll in it and the coupon is welcome home, that'll be in the show notes as well. So let's talk about your course before we close the show. I'd love everybody to hear what it offers and it might be something that they could really use.
1: Wonderful. This is our second course that we've created. And I I love this course so much. I oh, do so it took us over a year to put the course together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a mom, I put everything that as a mom and decorator into this course.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I have five amazing experts. I have the founder of Naturepedic. I have an occupational therapist who focuses on children with with autism. So she mm-hmm. just gives amazing amazing advice on how to just design a space in general, you know, sure. we have a sleep expert for hmm. babies and toddlers about, and we talk about how to create the perfect environment for sleep. Because as I say, if they sleep, we sleep. Yeah. Right? You're and not kidding. Happy, right? <laughs> we all know that I have twins, one set of twins. So we, oh, I didn't God. sleep for two years.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And <laughs> when I remember when I had my first one, I kept saying, I don't know how people with twins do this. So I commend you.
1: <laughs> I'm so alive to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> and we even recommend products. We recommend cleaning products because I say it's kind of like, you know, if you order salad for lunch and then you have like a piece of cake for dessert, which I do all the time. Right. You, know, you want a, a related to the furniture. You know, you're, you're going out of your way to make this really clean space for your baby or toddler. And then you're using cleaning products. Right. So the brand that I love is Dr. Bronner. I use that in my own home. We were fortunate enough to get Lisa Bronner to come on and give a module on just what to look for in cleaning products. Oh, that's
0: so good. And she's
1: so amazing. It's like, I told her after I'm like, Lisa, I want to do just an entire course with you because she's just such a wealth of information and like interesting information, you know, and she's not touting her products. She's just talking about cleaning products.
0: So any of us could use this course really, because I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm still cleaning the house as much as I was when they were babies. I'll tell you that. Exactly. It
1: never ends. And then, of course, there's a module or two on me just really talking about how to decorate. You know, I'm giving all my tips on how to mix patterns and colors, how to choose. And, you know, we create a mood board together. And it's what I like about the course is we kept it at two hours because no one has time. And it's also a course that when you're done with the course, you already have your design. It's not like you take a course and then you're like, oh, no, now I have seven hours of work to do. Right. You're done. And you guess what? You've created the space. It's good. We also have tons of coupons that are included. So it's, we made it that we tried to make the course super affordable, which I think it is. Plus the coupons, there's like over $500 worth of coupons in the course.
0: Of manufacturer coupons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So it's, so I think it's, I really, I'm thrilled with it. I just love it. And we've gotten such great reviews and, and it's great.
0: I'm so glad. So really this can teach people about non-toxic, using things like you said, chemicals, then it incorporates sleep, sensory issues, decorating. It's really, it covers a lot. I mean, I think that's amazing. it does.
1: And the underlying theme is staying away from chemicals. You know, you have to stay away from chemicals.
0: So, as I said, it'll be in the show notes for anyone that's interested in that, and then I'd love to close the show by having you you've given so much important information, but if there's any other quick tips or advice you want to give, and then we want to just have you tell listeners the best places to find you, website, social media, and mm-hmm. we'll put those links in the show notes as well.
1: Mm-hmm. I think a good tip is that you know, I know that hearing all this is like, "Oh my goodness, where do I start? It's so overwhelming." Yeah, And I say, just just start with one thing. You know, yeah. start with one room or yeah. one area of a room. And yeah. people say, what room should I start with? I always say, well, if you have the option, start with your bedroom, because to me, that's the most important space as yeah. far as health. Start with your bed, mm-hmm. get new pillows or get new sheets or get a blanket or get a mattress or get a mattress topper. If you can't afford a new mattress, get a God-certified mattress topper. Yeah, It's kind of like the paint, Yeah, you know, just do it in baby steps. Rome wasn't built in a day and, you know, just do it in baby steps. Don't mm-hmm. say and do the whole house. Just start mm-hmm. the little area. Mm-hmm. And people can reach me by either going to vegandesign.org okay. or damaridesign.com. A great place to learn about designing spaces that are non-toxic and healthy and cruelty-free is our Facebook group, because that's my baby, the Facebook group. And that's just my voice all the time. And it's designed for a non-toxic and cruelty-free home. And I think if you want to learn, that's a really great place to start.
0: Oh, that's great. Thank you for mentioning that too. So I appreciate you being here today. This has been so informative and it's such an important topic for so many reasons. And I like your last tip about the approach because it's like with anything, you know, when I have organizers on, that can be overwhelming to people. And they say, start with one thing, start with your night table drawer, start, you know, and decorating a house. I tell people, we don't have to think about the whole house right now. Let's start with this room. Let's start with these two rooms. And it's like anything else we do take the first step and then see what happens. So I love your last tip a lot.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: So it's been a pleasure. And again, for the audience, everything's in the show notes, all the links, all the coupons. I would definitely head over to Deborah's social media and website and learn more. And I think it's great. So thank you for being here again. I appreciate it. And I hope you have a great day. Well, I hope you learned a lot from that conversation. I know that I did. I'm not very versed in vegan or green as far as the home, and so I always love to bring on experts, and it's a learning experience for me as well. And I think what's great about it is if you're not that aware of it or haven't read much about it, this was able to, at least for me, shine a light on things that I was really unaware of. And I think if you're somebody who is, you know, trying to go vegan in their home or, non-toxic or organic in any way, I'm sure Deborah had a lot of information for you as well. What's really great is she has courses that have manufacturer coupons. She has great resources, as we talked about, even for, you know, mattresses for the nursery and mattresses for really anybody in the home as well as other materials. So I really thought it was a great conversation. I hope this helped you. I hope it gives you some insight into unfortunately, all the chemicals that do surround us. And I think any of us making any small step, like we mentioned at the end of just even if you cut back in one area, it's probably helpful and healthy. And then as you learn more and can do more in your home, having a healthy environment is so, so important. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. And from my home to yours, I will see you here soon. And as always, you're going to want to always head over to JillCalmanInteriors.com. I've got a wonderful new freebie for you called the Room Planner. And most of the time that you're not getting your house decorated, it's because you don't have a plan in place. This helps you cover it all and get it in motion so you can accomplish your home design goals. Go grab it now. It's totally free. And my course is also still available on the website along with so much more. I look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Head over to JillCalmanInteriors.com to learn more about designing a beautiful new home while minimizing the stress of moving. See you back here next week.